Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi everybody and welcome back and uh, as I said on Wednesday to our UK listeners we are now in a lockdown again. So I hope you are doing okay. It's um, It feels kind of different to the last lockdown. I don't know if anyone else has observed that, that not everything is shut in the same way it was before. So schools are still open, takeaways um, and, and restaurants that had adapted are kind of more up and running. Um, so there feels like a different energy. And I think a lot of people may be feeling just a bit over it, <laughs> um, for one of a better phrase. Um, but I hope wherever you are, if you're in the UK, if, that you are doing okay with it. Um, it, it can be tricky, uh, obviously. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just hope that you're being kind to yourself. And wherever else you are in the world, I hope that you are doing okay wherever you are. Uh, yeah, it's been a funny old week. I've been watching the US election um, and everything with that. Although I think we I'm recording this Saturday evening UK time. And I think there is now a result. Uh, so if that's something that you've been watching, there's, you know, and this is, again, a word that's been thrown around a lot this year, but that, that idea of uncertainty. And today I've just been thinking to myself, something I, I put on Instagram about just going with the flow and just kind of letting go of the things you can't control and just being, which I know is easier said than done. <laughs> it's something um, it can be really difficult to do. Yeah, it can be really difficult to not get caught up in how we want things to be uh, and often how we want things to be different to how they are. But, and you know, when we're focusing on all these things that are outside of our control and it all piles on, it, it can be really overwhelming. And actually, we do have the ability to choose how we think and feel about situations so today I've been reminding myself, and I <laughs> use that word remind uh, very specifically, um, reminding myself just to huh, <laughs> go with the flow a little bit um, and let things go. And I think it's something I'm going to always come back to reminding myself about, because I think it can be so easy to fall into that wishing things are different and all of that kind of stuff. So that's been my thought of today. And so I'm just sharing it with you. And and I guess uh, <laughs> it's been quite necessary with uh, technical stuff. So recording episodes this week, I had some technical issues uh, with my laptop crashing partway through. That actually happened with Wednesday's episode um, that you're going to hear this week. We also had some sound issues on both episodes and so had to switch to kind of um, different headphones, a microphone and different recording. So <laughs> the sound quality, I apologize if it changes partway through today's episode, but, you know, this isn't an advert. I'm just going to do a big <laughs> shout out to Zoom because um, I do half of my recording, I'd say, on Zoom, half on Squadcast, but zoom uh, i've been using for the two episodes this week and particularly for wednesday when my laptop did crash and i was recording to my computer 
And so for a while, I just thought that that hour, <laughs> the conversation with Chris was completely lost. But the Zoom help desk was super helpful and they sorted out and got it back. And when the same thing happened yesterday, I just emailed them and they have already <laughs> fixed it for me so that I have the audio because anyone who has any kind of role when you're creating anything, when you put that work in and then if suddenly it's gone or been destroyed or there's that fear that that's happened, it can be, <laughs> it can be quite stressful. Um, but it's all good. Both episodes are here in full and the one from yesterday also all good. So yeah, I guess that's just why it's been on my mind this need to just just let go. That's something I'm prone to ruminating. So kind of going over things and, and really overthinking stuff. And so sometimes I do need to pause and take a step back and just remind myself just to, you know, to, to let things go. It's I sort of ask myself, is there anything that I can do about it? And even if it's something that maybe I've said the wrong thing, done the wrong thing, and I definitely can get into a cycle of beating myself up for that. But I think once something has happened, you, know, you can reflect on it, you can take the lesson, you can kind of think about how you might do things differently. And sort of once you've done that, then if you're just going over and over and over and over and giving yourself a difficult time about it, you're not really achieving anything apart from making yourself feel miserable. And it's I think that reflection piece is really important to take that lesson. Um, what was something I read this week that there's um, successes and lessons. There's no such thing as failure or something along those lines. Probably completely ruined that quote. <laughs> but um, I think also I've been thinking about reflection a lot this week because of an assignment that I had to write. But I think that it is important to. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, just talking about technical stuff and the need to let things go and where I'm recording this at the moment just crashed uh so oh look it's a, a lesson uh, in the moment uh, an example in the moment so anyway <laughs> mental health um I bring that up because our guest today Chandler one of the things that he has joined us to talk about is his six pillars of wellness and I'm going to preempt him a little bit mental health is the first one and the kind of foundation of of his pillars and I absolutely agree with the importance of it super excited to welcome Chandler for this episode. This was a really, really great conversation. We go over so much about wellness in general. So some of the things that we talk about around fitness and nutrition and those kind of things are things that we can really focus on and we can have quite a narrow view sometimes of wellness. And and sometimes I guess maybe on the podcast here we maybe have a narrow view of wellness in the kind of mental wellness space. But Chandler has a very holistic view of wellness um, and some really, really great tips for us around that. So let's just dive straight into the conversation, shall we? Hi, everyone. Welcome back. And I'm really happy to welcome Chandler to the podcast this week. So welcome. And if you could introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, super happy to be here. Hopefully we can give everybody some exciting stuff to listen to and they don't glaze over and fall asleep while consuming this. My background, I started off on a, a med school track back in 2009 and got a little disenfranchised with the system. I felt like I was part of the sick care practice of putting band-aids on problems, but not really. You're hamstrung to solve it because people want pills. Pills are the easiest way to, to fix people. And 
you just, that's kind of what you have to do. It's not a shot at doctors or anything. It's just the way the system is organized, especially in the Western world. So yeah, once I kind of moved myself away from the medical field and facilities and practices, I got into, we had a blog at the time called stonyfield.blogspot.com where we kind of tried to identify the myths and sort of lies that are perpetrated in the wellness industry. And so we would test and see if probiotics actually had probiotics in it. We would see if what diets actually did with to people, if protein actually had what they said in there. And, and none of it actually really made sense. And so from that, we started doing a, a, a seminar called the Fluff to Tough Seminar around the U.S. And once we got kind of tired of traveling, I opened up a wellness facility. The wellness facility, we worked with like 2,000 people. And I started uncovering these six pillars of wellness and from that, I moved into a chief of growth role, consulting from a business consulting organization standpoint, and then ultimately moved into what we do now, the six pillars of wellness and helping professionals and entrepreneurs really build seven-figure bodies and mind, minds. Awesome. So uh, I guess the obvious, uh, the obvious question is the six pillars of wellness. What are they and how can we put them in place in our own lives? Yeah. And so when I look at the six pillars of wellness, the goal is to build the seven figure body and mind and to really help people become aligned with who they want to be and where they want to be. And what I figured out was it comes down to six key components of life. And that's number one is mental health. If you can't, don't have the success mindset, if you suffer from defeated thoughts or trauma from past experiences, it's going to destroy pretty much everything else you do. And you're going to unintentionally self-sabotage. The next thing that we looked at is social health. If your social environment isn't on point, it's going to make you feel defeated before you even start. So we need to identify positive, neutral, and destructive environments and move you into environments that are going to allow you to thrive rather than just survive. Next piece I looked at is sleep. If you don't sleep well, you're going to release hormones that make force you to feel terrible and it's put you into a sort of depressive state. You're also going to release hormones that force you to store fat in your belly area, and you're going to release hormones that tell you to eat more if you don't sleep well. So it's going to sabotage everything before you even start. Next thing we look at is nutrition. We like to build nutrition from a lifestyle standpoint. We call it neuronutrition. So connecting the body and the mind to eliminate emotional eating, remove food cravings, and create a process to where we can eat pretty much anything we want and still get the results we're looking for. It's a huge misnomer that we have to be on like diets to get results. So then the last thing we looked at is fitness. And fitness isn't important from a weight loss standpoint. It's only like 10% of our results, but it is important from a bone density standpoint. So fitness is going to contribute to bone density, which is one of the single biggest predictors of longevity of life. And then the last thing we look at in our six pillars are habits. And so we need to organize and create unconscious patterns of success. So typically we have unconscious patterns that force us to fail. It's like when you get bored and you walk up to the fridge and you're eating out of it, you don't recognize that you're doing it, but that's an unconscious thing that you're doing and it's an emotional eating pattern. So we need to be able to spot and identify patterns and remove those patterns and reinstall patterns that allow us to be mindful and aware that we're doing it and allow us to be successful. So it sounds like it's a really uh, holistic approach to well-being and to wellness. And you said fitness was about 10% of the results. Is there... Uh, pretty much even spread across the pillars for getting that success or there are some that seem to be more heavily weighted more kind of important or fundamental yeah for me the most important is mental health Uh, too many people are are convinced and I think wellness in the diet industry especially as they create addictive cycles 
similar to the way like big tobacco addicts you to like cigarettes, stuff like that. So the weight loss industry tells you that you need to have a diet and restrict to lose weight, but they also know that you're not going to do that long term. So they know that you're going to fall off track and they also know that you're going to blame yourself and you're not going to blame them. So they can keep coming out with diets. They can keep coming out with these things and you're going to keep failing. And ultimately this gets people into an emotional construct where they blame themselves. They think they're not good enough. And so number one is mental health. We need to be able to overcome these hurdles, overcome self-doubt, overcome emotional eating patterns, and then move into social health. So the next big component is your social environment. If people tell you you're not good enough, if you're not going to make it, if you don't need to lose weight, you don't need to get healthy, you're going to feel less inclined to want to do it. And then sleep would be the next piece. And then nutrition and then fitness is last. And habits somewhere fit in between mental health and sleep. Mm. I think they're all really related though, aren't they? Because I think you try and separate and and mental health is the kind of thing I talk about all the time. You know, I won't stop unless people tell me to. But if you try and do the kind of fitness thing or the habits or whatever without having that piece in there, then they're so interrelated. And the sleep, when you you said the the things where you don't get enough sleep, I was like, oh, oh, sounds like me. (laughs) Oops. And it's, I think it's uh, one of those things that you can know it you know I know how important sleep is but still sometimes we can so I think yeah this is this a holistic approach to to wellness which is great yeah and it's like a circle everything leads into everything we call I used to call it angular momentum it's you create the momentum and consistency of a circle and every piece leads into every piece yeah so you said you you sort of started the on the, the medical track and then uh, stepped into this and is this something that I guess how did you come up with the pillars well I'm asking in a very not articulate way <laughs> <laughs> I like it yeah so once I broke off and opened up the wellness facility I interviewed everybody who wanted to work with us and so I interviewed probably two to 4,000 people. And of those people I interviewed, I took on a percentage of them as clients. And from those clients, I realized that from the second they walked in the door, there was these six key things that they had to focus on to really be well. Uh, Number one was mental health and then social health and, and kind of everything along the line. And I recognized that if we just focused on fitness, it wasn't gonna stick. If we just focused on nutrition, it wasn't gonna stick. And so mental health and sleep had to be, and sleep had to be big pieces that we bolted on and then habits in order to establish unconscious competency, which is being able to do it without thinking about it. Yeah, I think just thinking about the sleep thing, partly because I am feeling quite tired and sleep deprived today. But <laughs> if that's not in place, then even if you've got the best will in the world of, oh, I'm going to go for a run or whatever, and I'm going to eat well, like if you're tired, then you're kind of reaching for sugar because you haven't got the energy. And then I'm not going to go for the run because I'm too tired. And so, yeah, those pieces kind of fall out of place quite quickly when you're just sleep deprived yeah exactly and then a lot of it comes down to structure so looking at someone's day how is your day structured you don't have time let's organize your time and so here's what your morning routine looks like here's what your day routine looks like here's what your evening looks like here's how your your best day for your best life looks and then let's slowly and incrementally create processes to create that life for you and do you find that that people are quite quite receptive to having that structure or do you get people who are sometimes like a bit rebellious and like well I you know I like to have freedom and I don't want to have that much of a structure in my life yeah and usually with people who don't want that much structure we just organize what a a beautiful day looks like and for me before anybody becomes a client and we start teaching this we we do interviews and we chat about it I question whether or not they actually want to do it question whether or not they need it 
And then we, so we end up bringing in the people who really do want to create that change in their life. And we're not setting up to be like a robot throughout the day, but it's like, Hey, when I wake up, I need to set something up to make me feel successful and motivated for the rest of the day through the rest middle of the day. If, if someone's like skipping meals because they can't remember, we need to organize themselves them in a way to where we can start to remember to eat. And then if they're going to bed at late at night and they're on their phone for an hour and they're getting horrible sleep, we need to remove that, create better sleep patterns. And so the goal of structuring the day is to structure it in a way to where they finally feel good about themselves and finally feel good about living again. Mm. Oh, I had a great question. It's gone. Where's <laughs> <laughs> the way? It's completely gone. Never mind. <laughs> so, oh, no, no, uh, this hasn't happened for a while. I've got like a complete oh, mind blank now. <laughs> it's like where'd it go do you know what it's the sleep deprivation i think i definitely you know see yeah, it is. Brain. here you go this is a clear example i'm not going to edit this out it's a clear example for people yeah <laughs> sleep deprived brain fog because when you were describing that about structuring the day and particularly that end of the day bit i was like mm-hmm. yep that that sounds uh that's that sounds familiar definitely so I guess you know one of the things that we like to do on the podcast is give people kind of practical ideas and and so that was a really a really clear one of thinking of structuring your day but for people who are just starting and they're thinking ugh, and not in the place that I want to be I love this idea of this seven figure life how do I get started what is the kind of the first step that I can take to sort of get started on this? Yeah, I think the first step that I like to have people look at is most of us don't understand where we want to be. We know we want to be happier. We know we want more. We just don't know what it looks like. As humans, we're terribly inefficient at trying to predict the future. So first thing I would do is write a letter to yourself a year from now. And the, the person who's writing the letter is a successful version that you want to be. So you're going to write a letter to yourself that's a sort of pep talk about how it was hard, but how you did it, what it feels like to finally have achieved it, how you made it happen, and that eventually you're going to get there too. And so you're writing that letter from your future self to your current self, and you start to self-identify with what it does look like, what it feels like to achieve that, and what that moment would ultimately be like looking back. Then you can take that and start looking at it and say, okay, now how can I take what I want and move that into being part of my day? And so your, your first task is to just look at your life and assign values to what's important. So what's important to me in life, family, faith, money, whatever it is, career, status, and assign it a number one through 10, like what portion of that is the most important to me? And then look at it and say, am I living up to that piece? And a lot of the time it's like work is a three, but I'm living up to work as a 10. Uh, family's a 10, but I'm only living up to being with my family of three. So then we can align ourselves with, okay, we need family in there. We need work less. And we can start to create balance and create alignment with ultimately where and who we want to be. Awesome. Yeah, I guess it's if you don't know really where, where you're trying to get to and haven't done that, that kind of fleshing that out, then you don't really know <laughs> how you how you can get there. And the the thing that I was trying to think of popped back into my head as you were as talking there. And you said that you only work with people when, who... um they actually want to make that change because I think if you look at your ideal life is like this and then what you're currently doing isn't you have to sort of be prepared to actually make the changes haven't you so if you're like you just said if work is um a 10 at the moment and you, you want to realize stuff you kind of have to be prepared to make that change to sort of adjust things in your life so it is more in align more in alignment with where you want to be but sometimes we want to do that but we're not ready to do it and I wonder if that's something you see a lot 
Yeah, it's, I think often, especially with work, I find that people, they, they feel bad about taking time off. They feel bad about not responding to an email right away. They feel bad about not being available. But at some point, we help people recognize that even if you don't respond to that email today, it's going to be there tomorrow. If you don't finish your work tonight, it's going to be there tomorrow. And you can put yourself into an obsessive cycle to where you always have to work or a cycle to where you know it's going to be there. And you're much more efficient because you're less stressed and you're less angry about everything trying to get it done. And so it's, it's not making radical change, but it's creating realignment in the structure of how we believe that things are and how we perceive the world. So you're not going to lose your job if you stop saying yes all the time. You don't work 24-7. You're not going to, nobody's going to hate you if you don't respond to that email right now and you wait till tomorrow. And everybody's going to feel better about you when you take the time for you because you're going to become a better employee or a better business owner in terms of managing everything. Yeah, I guess it's that, um, it's a lot of our own beliefs, isn't it? That, that kind of feeling like I have to do this or people will think this about me or whatever. And I guess it's giving yourself a little bit of space and kind of uh, and you might you might work for a company that does expect you to answer your emails at all hours but I think culture can be a big part of that and about the how we how we perceive kind of having time off particularly away from work and I'm obviously not a, a, an expert on any culture at all not even British culture which is what I uh-huh. know the most about um but you know uh, quite often if I look at um US culture it seems to be very much that we're work focused but it seems to be work a lot and holiday or vacation isn't kind of necessarily used as much as as it is in the UK so I guess that's kind of that that reframing what what you believe and how you view it yeah exactly and yeah US is very work till you die and then hopefully enjoy your couple years of retirement and we, we don't want to be in that mindset anymore it's Maybe I want to enjoy my life. Maybe my 20s and 30s and 40s are going to are really cool years, and I don't want to just turn 62 and retire, then be able to travel. It's, I think it's, it's backwards in the way we ultimately want to be. And in the U.S., I think it's a big problem. And that's where lack of sleep comes into play. Yeah, it's that vicious cycle, isn't it? Working all hours of the day, you're not sleeping enough, you're, you're tired, you don't have time for the, the other things that are really going to help, help your well-being. Um, and so, like you said, it is that circle. You can start with the mental health but sometimes other things will kind of get out of uh, out of alignment yeah and like you said a minute ago belief structures are created by the experiences that we have when we grow up the way we learn the things we learn the people we interact with whether or not we're like abused or or not and so everything that happens in our lives creates a belief structure that we see as the world being as it, as it is today but what we don't recognize is that the way you perceive the world is usually radically different than the way other people see the world. And we create our own perceptions and our own way we think people are thinking based on our own beliefs. Yeah, that's so true. I am um, an episode of the podcast came out last week where I was joined by one of my closest friends and we were talking about friendship as International Friendship Day. But that was really interesting because we were talking about situations and we would say, oh, and yeah, you thought this. And then we go, well, hang on. No, I didn't actually. That's completely your perception. And I think we don't often have those conversations with people of, oh, this is what, what I kind of read into that situation. This is what I think you thought for them to actually say, no, <laughs> that's nothing at all. Like I was thinking, like you said, we completely have our own, we just are interpreting everything. And sometimes that's correct. And sometimes it's, it's not. Yeah. And I think it comes into like, the quality of your communication dictates the quality of your life. And so when you look at the way other people are thinking, 
and this this is especially apparent in like politics and religion. Someone says something that isn't agreed with and it's immediately attacked, you're stupid, you're a dummy, all these things. But in reality, maybe that person has a belief structure that they've built on their life experiences that you don't understand. And so to establish like real effective communication, your first response if you don't understand something is, but I'm curious, what do you mean by that? And then you have to really identify and align yourself with that person. They're going to tell you what they mean by that. And then you ask more questions. Questions create the currency to create alignment. And I, someone interesting said, first seek to understand, then seek to be understood. If you don't understand, you cannot be understood. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, that's you know, great advice to have and, and kind of approaching things with curiosity and trying to understand situations and, and people and, you know, religion and politics. I'm sure that's <laughs> all of the thing that we could go into, but we won't. Um, so I've got some set questions. I ask everyone that comes on and I'd love to hear your thoughts on these. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So my first question is what brings you joy in your life? I think at this point, what brings me joy is it's not about money anymore. It's not about any of that. It's about understanding cultures and family. The thing that I really bank on right now that really makes my day complete is I have a two-year-old daughter and going for walks with her, hanging out with her, talking to her as best as we can right now is just kind of one of the coolest things in the world. And so I'm kind of reliving life through her and aligning myself to make sure that that value is high enough to where I can spend as much time as, as possible with her. And then when coronavirus stops destroying all of us, I'm hoping to take her and help her travel because I had the great experience of traveling around the US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, uh, the Netherlands, UK, and and I want her to be able to step outside of the US and step inside and be a global citizen. Mm. They said that travel expands the mind. And I think that's, that's so true from sort of that. But I think also, you know, having having a two year old, particularly the next few years, you learn so much from children, because their worldview, their perspective, is so uh, so interesting because they've got that complete beginner's mind because everything's new and everything's exciting and everything's yeah it's all it's unfeathered it's it's just pure it's so cool yeah well enjoy <laughs> I will <laughs> yeah so the next question is what makes life meaningful for you yeah I think what makes life meaningful for me comes back into I I'm aligned with who I want to be I'm aligned with where I want to be. And the things that create meaning for me right now are obviously the work I do, helping people create the, the meaning in their own lives. And then the meaning in my life that's become, I just have to be who I want to be. And I have no expectations of being anything different, being anything better, being anything worse. I'm just here to put one foot in front of the other and and live in the best way that I can in the moment that I'm in. Awesome. Thank you for that. So then the next question or two questions um, around this. So we talk a lot about mental well-being on the podcast. So I'd love to know what mental wellness means to you. To me, mental wellness, really, it's not being positive all the time. It's not being negative all the time. Mental wellness to me is being aware of the way you're feeling, aware of the way you're communicating internally and externally and being able to adjust and modify and be okay with those thoughts, be okay with those feelings, let them surround you. Don't fight them. Don't push them away. Don't feel like you have to be happy all the time. Just live with where you're at, live with the feelings you have and be okay and comfortable with the fact that all feelings and emotions are okay. And you're normal. And it's okay to have those any sort of anger, any sort of depressive states, any sort of happiness. All of those are part of your life. If you allow them to be there and allow them to flow, I think it puts you in the best state possible. 
Awesome. And so then the follow-up is how you look after your own mental well-being. So how you try and do all that for yourself. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's creating that structure in my life. So I wake up and every morning I do like a 20-minute swim. And then I focus on breathing for about 5-10 minutes. And breathing for me is about not having any thoughts present when I'm doing it. It's breathing, thoughts are all gone, the universe is just there and I'm here, but nothing is actually happening. So once I set my day up like that, it sets me up to be successful for the rest of the day and it allows me to really be okay and open. I limit the amount of time I work, I put things away before I go to bed and I make sure that everything keeps me in this alignment where I do have control of my thoughts, I do have control of my emotions and I am aware of the feelings I'm experiencing and I'm not pushing things away. Mm. Do you, um, when you swim, do you swim like in a pool? I prefer to swim on the beach and mm. take a nice surf in the mornings, but if I have to, I'll swim in a pool. <laughs> yeah, I just ask because I, I love wild swimming and when you said swim, and it's uh, one of the ways I like to try and start my day. And I live inland at the, at the moment, although I grew up near the sea. So I swim in the river in the morning. <laughs> so uh, when you said swim, I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think it just, and particularly if it's natural swimming, I think that really just helps to kind of feel grounded and set you up for the day. Yeah, it's that one place, especially when you're like, you're hitting the surf, like you're on a surfboard and you're out in the water. It's your first thing in the morning. You don't take your phones with you. You just don't take electronics with you. It allows you to be disconnected and just there. Yeah, I always like kind of surfing as a it's sort of a bit of a metaphor as well for that kind of, for me, that mental wellness, that being able to kind of ride the waves of life type. Yeah. Type so yeah, awesome. Uh, so the next question sometimes is a bit of a challenge, uh, which is always fun. <laughs> so can you describe your own mindset? Yeah, I'd say my mindset is I am here. I exist. I am. And that's where I'm at. There's, I'm not overly positive. I'm not overly negative. If I need to, I can get a crowd riled up. If I need to, I can sit at home by myself and read a book. If I need to, I can console someone. I can work people through their problems and beliefs. So my mindset is I'm, I, I exist and I exist in the way that I need to be. Awesome. Thank you for that. As I said, we like to kind of give people practical ideas and uh, tips that they can take away and that they can try out in their own life so we've already given people some some great ideas already but do you have a top one to three tips that you would recommend that people try out for themselves yeah i think the best things you can do for yourself are number one set up a morning routine uh, i think it's hands down one of the most effective things you can do to set the rest of your day up for success and then number two, when you're going to bed, set, a, set up an evening routine. It's the next best thing you can do to create an effective day and night and the next day for success. And then the third thing that I, I like to do that I don't think a lot of people do is, is keep a journal and write down at the end of the day, what are three things I did really well? And what are three things I'm working on improving? Not no, Nothing about what I did poorly or I suck at. It's what did I do well and what am I going to work on tomorrow? So I guess it's that kind of celebrating the successes, but also thinking like where there's still room to grow or kind of what the focus is rather than, like you said, kind of beating yourself up about it, that the things didn't go well. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, and so then, yeah, my, my very last question for you is where people can connect with you online if they are interested in your, um, your well-being uh, or wellness pillars and working with you, where can they find you? Yeah, they can watch a, a free 20-minute masterclass that I have. You can just go to stoneagefuel.com forward slash video, and that'll take you right into my page's messenger, Chan's Logic. 
and we'll, I'll give you the link to the video and I might even take the time to have a, a nice conversation with you. If you want to connect with me where I give a ton of value, my Facebook group is a massive place. We do a live trading every week. We do a lot of talks and chats and Q and A's. So that's just facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Chan's logic. I think those are the two best places to connect with me or my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Chan's logic. Awesome. And we can absolutely link in the show notes so people can find you easily from there perfect thank you so much for joining me i uh yeah i feel that i really need to think about my morning and evening routines <laughs> <laughs> i've definitely taken that on and sleep that is my my biggest <laughs> personally my biggest takeaway but thank you so much for sharing uh, your wisdom on well-being and all the advice you've given yeah thanks for having me i hope everybody out there there enjoyed it and if you have any questions i'm always here to support and help in the best way i can thanks so much Thanks again to Chandler for joining me for this episode. I definitely, as I said, <laughs> my big takeaways were around sleep and that kind of structure. And honestly, they are still works in progress. Um, but I have been trying to get more sleep because I've been back to my 5am starts um, and I really can feel the difference when I have not slept well. And actually, I guess my 5am start is having a bit more structure, although sometimes I want more structure, sometimes I don't. So that's something I'm still working out for myself, I guess. But I would really love to know what your takeaway from this episode was. So please do send me a message, let me know. Or you could share the episode to your story on Instagram, tag me in it, and let me know what your main takeaway was from it. Also, if you have enjoyed the show, please do rate and review and share the episode with someone who you think would enjoy listening to everything that we talk about on the show. Uh, it really does help to get the episode out there so we can reach more people and help more people with their mental well-being and well-being more generally. A link on my Instagram and that will take you everywhere you could possibly need to go. It has links to the website, it has links to my blog, you can join our mailing list on there. There is also a link where you can support the show by sending me a coffee if you'd like. Honestly, just rating and reviewing the show and sharing it is a massive help. And I really, really do appreciate it. That's everything for this week. We are joined by Chris. Um, and we're talking music on Wednesday. So I really hope that you will join us for that. I hope you have a good couple of days. Please do take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I will speak to you on Wednesday. Bye.